3: A little technical difficulty getting through it as per usual <laughs> and we're getting through it right now
0: it's tuesday it's three o'clock and you know what that
4: means time for shelly live with your hostess with the mostess shelly from cali on vocnation.com
3: Hola, hola, hola! You are listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. Of course, I am your hostess with the most of it, Shelly from Cali. How are you guys doing today? A little distracted there. <laughs> I was trying to upload a audio file for the show today, and I didn't realize that um, the file wasn't there. So when I was uploading it, it kind of got crossed on the, on the wires, if you will, and um looks like it still didn't work. <laughs> I think I did something wrong, but hey, at least I'm here. You guys are here. It's Tuesday, even though it feels like Friday already. <laughs> How about you? You feel the same way? Well, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but on good old Twitter, I did post a little thumbnail, and there were some gals in there, and I thought it would be kind of fun since earlier today. I did my um, outline for today's show, and I knew there was a couple of people that I was going to be mentioning, so I thought, why don't that be a little teaser, give you guys a little uh, teaser there with that thumbnail. If you guys like that, why don't you go ahead and tweet me, and let me know with hashtag ShellyLive, and so, you know, make sure to uh, not accidentally scroll over your comments. Man, it's been weird. I don't know if you follow me on my YouTube channel. I have a second channel, which is just for vlogs. And um, yesterday was really weird for me. I just didn't feel good. Today has been like better, but I don't know. It's still, I'm still not 100%. After I worked out today and then after I ate my lunch, um, I just, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to take a nap. And it's so crazy because yesterday I had to take a nap as well. And there's a lot of times that I tell myself I'm going to take a nap, but I really don't. I end up usually just kind of sitting, relaxing, whatever. And a lot of times that really helps, you know, just to sit and relax. But uh, sometimes I'm like, dude, I just want to fall asleep. Please can I just fall asleep? And then it just doesn't happen. So the fact that yesterday and today I was able to take a nap, I feel is my body's way of telling me that, Something's going on. And this is just how I've been my whole life. Nothing to be alarmed about. Not like it's the corona or anything like that. I've had issues, health issues, my entire life. Um, trying to get them more under control. I am hoping that tomorrow, when I get some um, things that I ordered on Amazon that are supposed to be useful to my life, <laughs> hopefully my health will make a turnaround. But here's the whole thing. Sometimes I wonder if I should just go to the doctors and get one of those, um, you know, these allergy tests and stuff like that. Because sometimes I wonder if there's certain things that I'm allergic to, maybe even just slightly, not even a, like, crazy big deal, but slightly enough to mess up either my stomach or kind of make me just have, like, a panic attack. But, you know, freaking, like, the older you get geez, the worst it gets, right, as far as those kinds of things go. So it's really important to take care of yourself. And it's crazy because coming from the pro wrestling world, there's a lot of people who don't take care of themselves. Like, and it catches up, you know. It's crazy because there's somebody in particular, I won't say who, but uh, there's somebody in particular that I'm not very fond of at all. But they are somebody that's a huge name in wrestling, and they've been around for, like, a really, really long time. And I don't know. I just, when I see them sometimes, like, pop up on commercials or something like that, um, I'm just like, whoa, dude, you don't look so good. I guess it all caught up, huh? And then there's another time, too, where I was in a private conversation with a gal that I used to work with. And, um, you know, she had told me like some of the things that she was dealing with um, as far as, like, health and beauty regiments and things like that. And one of the things that she said to me that really stood out was no one ever taught her how to do all these things. And I think that that's the case with a lot of people in wrestling. They kind of are the type that, got to find their own way with that stuff maybe they didn't have to find their own way so hard with wrestling I guess but the whole like taking care of yourself you know mind body and soul and I think it's really important so whoever needed to hear that I don't know maybe it's you maybe it's not but there you have it my two cents even though you didn't ask for it All right, well, today I'm going to be talking more about custom wrestling and the fetish world and fantasy wrestling and all that good stuff. Some of the things I'm going to be talking about today are things that I've already talked about with you guys before, but you never know if this is the first time someone's listening or maybe you just plain forgot. So let's get right into it, shall we? So for me, the first um, experience I really had with custom wrestling was really like bad back, back in the day when I was first in like doing training and everything and the way it was presented to me was that this dude will pay money he just wants a workout he's not trying to be a professional wrestler but he loves wrestling so much so I showed up to the wrestling school and I was there for like about an hour I got paid a few hundred dollars which was really awesome and um but I didn't know it was this like fetish I thought it was like a guy that like literally loved wrestling and knew it was a good workout. So, like, even though he didn't want to pursue it as a professional wrestler, like, that's what he wanted to do for to stay in shape. That's what I thought for many, many years. I was very used to it. I didn't know, you know what I mean? So, when years later, it kind of resurfaced in my life. That's when I was like, oh, okay, that guy was a – custom that I was doing, I was doing a custom with this dude. so how that kind of started, um, like, the main, like, push into that world is I got hooked up with this dude in Chicago, and he um, had a partner, and both of them put on uh, customs, you know, and a lot of it had to do with, like, boob grabbing and stuff like that, so, of course, I was, you know, even though my boobs weren't as big as they are now, I, I fit the role, I fit the role definitely, and it was really cool because the way they took care of us girls, um, I really appreciated it, you know. We would get thrown in if we it wasn't the girls that were local. Um, we'd get to the hotel, which was fairly easy. we could take a shuttle from the airport. Uh, checking in was never an issue. Um, in the morning, we could meet to have breakfast. And then we would take a limo to the shoot. And then we would shoot. And then afterwards, um, depending on if they're flying out or whatever, sometimes I go back to my hotel and chill until it's time to leave. Or sometimes I just go to the airport, and try to get an earlier flight. So for me, I was like, oh wow, this is how like it is. You just go do videos. They fly you in. They take good care of you. Awesome. But then after a while, uh, I started getting affiliated with other people because of those videos here in California, and. At first, it was a lot of fun. I just remember thinking to myself, wow, like, I can make money that, like, in wrestling and totally be fine, and it's, like, fun. It doesn't hurt. And at this point, when I kind of get, started getting hooked up with the people in California, that was after I'd already been in WWE. That was, after, that was during, actually, when I was in TNA. And when I was in TNA don't get me wrong. It was so much fun. I love my Felina character so freaking much. I had so many awesome memories there. I've had tears there as well. Getting my little heart broken, you know, whatever. But the thing that sucked the most, the most at TNA was the pay scale, the opportunity. I, I don't have speak for anybody else. I can only speak for myself. And, um, it was not enough for me to live off of, you know. It just wasn't. And doing these customs really helped supplement that income, especially because at that time, you know, if you remember those of you that tuned into my clean and stuff, I was decided to buy for a long time. So during that time they kept telling me that when I was gonna be revealed, that I wasn't a dude that I was going to be starting to do the house shows. So for me, I was, like, really putting my acting and modeling to the side once again for wrestling because, you know, it was my job, that was my gig, I cared a lot about it, Um, you know, so I was like, okay, cool. But then once I was no longer the size of the dude, not once was I ever on a TNA house show, like, ever, ever. So it really felt and when I would try to get answers to why, I totally would get the runaround. And I don't know why that is. Like, I wish they would have just been like, no, we're just going to use you on TV. But they just they would just straight out lie to me. And that's what my big gripe at the end of the day with tna is and was, is that I feel like they just really – I don't know. And I don't know if that was everyone's experience or if that was just me or what. I, or maybe I was so low in the totem pole that, like, I didn't matter. I'm not sure. I don't know. But doing the customs around that time I was really struggling, you know. i have utilities get shut off and things like that. And um, you know, it really helped me out. And again, it was fun. I liked hanging out with the girls. And at first, um, there was a company that would book with girls and they would book a big shoot at um, one of the producers around here. Um, in the and afterwards they would take whatever girls were still around that stage for the rest of the shoot, they didn't leave early to go out and eat. And that was really awesome because we'd go out to eat and it just seemed like, okay, we all just busted our ass is doing all these videos and now we're going to eat, which is awesome. And it was, to me, a time to really just hang out with these girls when it's like work's not involved, we're just chilling, and we can finally breathe, right? So then slowly that just kind of stopped, which is a shame. It really was a shame. I don't know if it was a money issue or what, but I just, I I guess I kind of got used to it for a little bit there, and so that was like the beginning of the change, and so then that started to not be consistent, and then with started to happen is I would get more and more in on the dark end of doing custom, meaning you know, doing things that I really wasn't comfortable with and not that I was like oh, it was so terrible or whatever but to me, I just didn't make me feel good, you know, everyone has their own comfort level and I just remember I had a match once, um, talked about it here before, excuse me, before our where I felt so Low about myself and the situations that were surrounding me. That when I was in that ring, I started to cry. <laughs> and I just really felt like the lowest of low. And at that point, I had really started to see that some producers were just shady or just, you know, had their own motives. You know, the one dude has the camera in the toilet, like, it it was a lot, you know, just really a lot, and I was really naive going into it, thinking like, oh, this is great, I just have to be like half naked and, and wrestle, that's no big deal, and that's when I started to see that there was like another side of it, and the difference between now and then is that I am aware of that, and I know what not to dabble in you know what I mean, or if something doesn't make me feel good, I can say no. Where at that time, especially because I was feeling very, I guess you would say desperate, because I just wasn't making that money at Knew. And it was, it's crazy, because, you know, I was on TV, so you would figure that that wasn't the case, you know. But I guess it's kind of one of those things. Like, I guess I wouldn't say fake to you made it, but I felt like I already made it. I just was still faking it as far as the money, was concerned. But um you know, it just it really put me in a really bad place and I told myself I was never gonna do customs ever again. I was like, forget this, I'm not doing customs, I don't care who, I don't care what and then throughout the years I would get offers from different people, especially girls who at the time were my friends and I was like, dude, there's like people wanting to pay you a lot of money just for one custom and like the fact that you don't need news or topless and they're offering this month so that like, you sure you don't want to do it or uh, hello I know you're super broke Shelly like don't you just uh, gotta make that money and I'll never forget this I had a friend who told I used to be really tight with her I mean we don't talk as much now uh, just you know life but um, I'll never forget one time I was so broke and down and out um, I'd sworn off doing the customs and she told me she was like, I don't know why you just don't do pimps. Like, you have that, awesome, like you have a. I will never forget. She's like, you have a have condo, and at the time I did. She was like, so if you're gonna pay for that, you like got to do matches. And at the time, I remember feeling so resistant, so just like, no, that's what, I don't want to do that anymore, and. That kind of always stuck with me, even though at the time it's definitely something I didn't want to hear, because it is true, and that's why, like, I mean, I don't know who needs to hear this, but here we go. That's why it just really irks me when, um, we got it, and look down on the girl. Continue to, to make it look off the house that she's around. Right. And again, it's cool when I had Jen Thomas on here. Uh, if you missed it, don't worry, you can go ahead and check out the Um So it's like the girls that have in either WWE, TNA, or, or Impact Risk, those are the ones I have the most issues with because they know how how hard it is. And I want one to put that stigma to cut that it was like that um, you know, it was just negative all around. And learning while I took the work off so hard that it keeps to my lens. Thank you. My comfort level is it's actually a very useful tool. You know, and then that's when I started to, like, when I started to understand it in those terms, that's when I started to make a turnaround because prior to that, when I'd be, like, super, super broke, I was infamously known for hitting up Jen and being, like, hey, can you get me a match with this guy like, that would used to book us? And I'd be, like, you know, if you could get a match between you and me for him, but, like, I don't want anyone to know and, like, whatever. And then I would always back out. And then there was even times Jim would be like, I don't want you to, like, think you to do something you don't want to do or whatever. But Brad's looking at me right now from the other room and he looks so damn cute. I just wanted to throw that out there. So, um, you know, there was that time where I would be, like, I felt like what else am I going to do, you know, that's better than nothing. And to be honest with you, like, I know everything happens for a reason and it's fine, but I really wish that, I figured that out sooner because in my life, I would have had time that I'm going to get into in a second that would have made my life a lot easier, you know? And the thing is, is like, I have these different falling outs with different producers for different reasons, whether they're just straight up pervert, whether they're just nothing but a control freak and that's what it's all about. Um, Just only caring about their own agenda and if you don't fit that agenda, and treat you straight up like crap. So that really was, like, that salt in that wound that ruined it so much for me. It is the reason why I was not feeling comfortable in some of these matches is because some of these producers really laid it on thick. You know, I'm not trying to be, like, same as a victim or anything. but it's like that's where I was at that time I was just like I felt like based on how they would present things to me like I had to do it and it's stupid like saying it out loud right now no I didn't I didn't do anything but I needed that money so I felt like I did you know and so that's what really essays me the most with all of that and I talked about before way before wrestling um happened for me as far as, like, WWE and getting looked at and stuff like that, I had a website called DesireLife.com and on it, I had it very horror-themed. I, you know me. I'm all about the horror genre, and um, I had it very horror, horror-themed out, and I wanted to start to have my own, like, video clips on there, and I'll definitely, when I blog uh, ShellyMartinez.net about today's show... I'll link these videos so you guys can check them out. But one video in particular that I put on there is um, Me versus SoCal Val. And it was really cute. It was very um, Betty P kind of thing. It was like a little cat fight where we, like, have these evening gowns on, and then we, like, take them off with each other and just in like, really cute lingerie um, to, like, some really fun, like, punk rock music. It was so cute. So that was kind of, like, the vibe that I was already going with, and I wanted – I saw this this vision, you know, this vision of what I wanted to have this, like, library of content that people can check out for a price. I just was always all about that. And that goes back to, like, the Stacey Burks of the world, Data Von Teese, um, you know, those kind of gals, Eve Ellis, like – these different gals, Julie Strain, that that's what they were doing back then when I was doing like pinnacle and all that stuff. And I'm very like, yes, dude, like I love this. And so, um, you know, then I got all distracted with like wrestling and all this, this and this. and then going back to when I decided to quit the customs and all that, um, around that time, um, or at least shortly after. You know, no, yeah, just like towards the end, tail end of that. Um, I ended up meeting this guy on a shoot and um, ended up cooking and we ended up being together for uh, three years. And in that three years, that's definitely when I took that hiatus, if you remember. And I did this um, video. If you're a Shelly fan, my infamous breaking up with wrestling video. I broke up with wrestling at a Uh, convention in LA and I'll link that too. I got to make a note to link that as well because you know what? I like to watch that video too because I remember where my mind space was when I made it and I haven't watched that video in a really long time and I just remember being super hurt by wrestling, like so hurt by wrestling. It wasn't even funny. But during that time when I took it off and wasn't doing custom, you know, being that I met this fellow on his project, that's when I really learned how to do editing and stuff like that. And if you remember my sprinkles um, thing, my sprinkles series, we were creating that together. So there I went back to content creating, you know, and I'm really grateful for that time in my life because that is when I fell in love with editing and understanding how to use like Adobe Premiere and understanding how to put together shoots and things like that. So it's kind of like the stuff that other people could do before I met this guy that would hire me, especially for the customs and all that, I was learning how to do it. So it was slowly taking away that middle guy, you know, it was like planting that seed. And during that time I did a couple of customs and one of them was for arena chicks. That's Amber O'Neill's old custom company. I don't think she does anything with it now, um, but, you know, she was doing that for a while, arena chicks and she had DVDs and things like that, a clip store. It was really fun. And I had a lot of fun doing that because I had known Amber O'Neill very loosely before that. I just knew her from like, there was a uh, promotion that I would work with. I've talked about before. Um, oh my gosh, I'm having a total brain fart right now. Um, it was the one that I talked about on there where it was like, I think Francine, yeah, Francine the episode of that Francine was on, uh, Live. we talked about it. Oh, my gosh. Why am I not remembering the name of it? It's like, that's the one, if you guys remember, where we talked about how, like, at their shows, we would work a bajillion matches because they would get a bunch of content, content in one night. and um, But then I am was all excited. And then I watched that. When they aired it, it was like a pay-per-view. It was from like a match in the ring, not even being over to like porn. It, it was weird. It was like if you changed the channel real quick for like 30 seconds to porn, and then you put like go to the last channel, and then like the match is still going on. It was really weird. But a lot of really big names in wrestling were out of there. Um, I was there. Francine was there. Gorgeous George was there. So Caldow was there. Um, Mickey James was there. Amber O'Neill was there. Um, Riptide was there. April Hunter was there. Um, everyone. Annie Social was there. Um, Daphne was there. Everyone. I'm telling you. Any like the girls of that era. It's like that's where you can go. ODB was there. Did I say that right? So um, that's when I first met Amber. I didn't really know her that well. But then when I started doing her stuff with, like, arena chicks and doing all that, that's when I started to become closer to her. And what I really appreciated about my friendship with Amber was that not only did I gain a lot from my friendship with her, but Amber brought back the fun to wrestling for me, if that sense. Like we had this one amazing match. I've talked about it on here before, and then somebody wrote me on Twitter after they heard this on Shelly Live that they were there. I can't I, – I wish I could see the video of this, but we even, like, wrestled in a stick somewhere in some mountain in the woods in a barn, and I was wrestling as Wonder Woman, and she was the ice queen, and there was a stripper pole on the bar, like, where you go to the bar – the stripper pole was like where you put your drinks and everything and then it goes up to the ceiling you know so I totally put Amber on the bar and then climbed up the pole and spun down and gave her like an elbow drop <laughs> it was freaking awesome you know what I mean things like that and like one time we had a match and like there was like a gimmick table and this was offered for ring a check it was um you know it was it was like at a i went the high spots like whatever they used for their shows that they would put on um, that's what we used so there was like gimmick tables there and there was some merchandise and we just had some funny dialogue and used the merchandise like amber just really reminded me that wrestling's fun you can act a damn fool and just be silly and it just was awesome so Shout-out to Amber. She'll never does this, but shout-out to Amber for that. So, um, and then I did some stuff for Spot, and that's a lot of the little girls that I had mentioned um, that were in that other promotion, a couple of them were there. It was uh, Cindy Bobcat, Francine, um, Annie Social, uh, Daphne, and me. Am I forgetting somebody? If you go to ShellyMartinez.net and go to my store, you can actually buy the vegan Dangerous Divas. Yes, sir. You can go there right now if you want. ShellyMartinez.com uh, store or just go to ShellyMartinez.net and click on the store. And um, that's the DVD I'm talking about. And that was so much fun. Again, all those girls that were in there when we all kind of rotated and had matches with each other, they were just fun. And it stupid, just stupid, dumb, fun, no pressure, and it's freaking awesome, and the things that we come out with, a bunch of freaking dorks this place, nerding it up, you know, what wrestling's supposed to be, so I was having that positive seed planted back, back in those days, even though I kind of was just like, I'll just do, we're going to the high spots, I won't hear anybody else, kind of thing, and then, um, you know, I really feel, though, that my hiatus from the custom world kind of saved me a little bit because there was some promotions out of Florida, that female promotions, that later I found out the way that they book the girls is that the girls do their custom wrestling first and then um, you know, I don't even sure it's on the same day or what, but like they definitely do not just the live event That's the all girl show, but they also do, most of them were, you know, pretty much required. And I'm not saying that they had to do it. Because it was, like, to help me, like, the, for flights and all this, like, they had to get that done, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it made total sense, but that was during the time where I was like, I'm not doing customs. I'm not doing customs. no. And I remember there was even a time where I was with Amber and some high-class people. And we were, what had happened? Oh, there was some kind of crazy thing that happened to me because I'm an idiot. And I, like, did, um, do you guys remember when Wrestle Reunion, WrestleCon was called Wrestle Reunion? And they had one of their last, if not the last, um, convention they had that was actually called Wrestle Reunion, not WrestleCon, was in Miami. And, Whoa, was that a trip, that day, that trip, <laughs> the day the least. But um, on that trip, I was supposed to go to Canada. I was supposed to be at the convention for a couple of days and then fly out to Canada to do a WrestleMania party and hosting. And what ended up happening, I am just the biggest idiot of all time for this boner, boner move, I told. So everything's fine, wherever, whatever, I get to Florida, and I realize I don't have my passport. I can't go to Canada without my passport. I can't. So I had to cancel the event, and then I had to change my flight because I had a flight from Florida to uh, Canada, and then in Canada back to California. So I had to, like, Go in hustle mode at this convention, a WrestleCon, a Wrestle Reunion, so that I can make up the extra money that I had to pay for my flight. And the way it ended up working is I went with the high spot band to uh, back to uh, Carolina, and then I was going to fly out of there. So one of the stops that we made along the way was this custom shoes for this company. And I remember I was there, and I had such a good time with the girls, or whatever, but I just was not about wanting to be in the customs. And I didn't realize until years later that the non-custom company that this all-female promotion had, I didn't realize that that was the deal. So I took it real personal. Like, why won't they book me? Like, I don't understand. Like, why? I want to be on their show. Like, they have amazing talent, and I would just love to have matches and show. My fans, what I could really do, because, you know, unless you see me at a live event, you don't really know my, you know, wrestling, really, you know. So, that's when I was like, oh, my gosh. And when I realized that that was the reason why, it kind of sucked, because at that time, I still wasn't doing customs. But I was just like, damn it, I just really wanted one of my goals was to be on that pro show, you know? And it never happened, and that's fine, everything happens for a reason. But when I was doing the outline for today's show and kind of just going down memory lane with all this stuff, I was like, you know what, I kind of think that saved me, because I feel like, no offense, this is just my journey, I don't need to hear it from anyone, but I feel if I would have done testing. Be on the pro show. I feel I would have got way more invested in wrestling than I already did, and it would have altered my course to where maybe I wouldn't even be sitting here right now talking to you, fine people here on Shelly Live. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just really feel I probably would have got mixed up with some weird guy in wrestling, and like, I don't know. It just it wouldn't have been good. So it's. I used to kick myself in the butt all the time for, like, cough-locking my own opportunities. But now I'm just like, no, dude. Like, who knows what would have happened? And even though my journey to getting where I am right now has been very up and down, there's been a lot of disappointment and some tragedies and things like that. It still I still wouldn't trade it like when people say if there's something thing you could change and like I'm one of those people I think grow deeply I can't be fun about it well if I could change one thing I'm gonna I am going i can not I have to be like all thinking like it's real like you're a genie and so I have to make sure that I say the right answer or else like you might grant me the literal wish you know so when I look back I'm just like I can't change anything because if I did it would have just changed everything Maybe something still would have happened, but they wouldn't have happened the way they maybe did. And everything that's happened in my life, good, bad, or in the middle, like, served its purpose for why things went down the way they did or whatever. You know what I mean? I hope that makes sense. So, anyway, back to the customs. So, you know, going back to more recent times, I think this was just, like, a couple years ago now, um, I finally was like, oh, okay. I I get it. I think that, like, I can do this. I think that customs aren't as bad as I'm making them seem to myself. Let me just see. So, Allie Parker with um, Las Vegas Custom Wrestling, uh, she is somebody that I've worked with in the pro world and with LSC. She booked me for one of her uh, matches that she had going on. She, She was out of Vegas, so she would come to... Los Angeles, a lot to shoot customs or do sessions. And she asked me if I would do like this, I think it was like a boxing video, it was real simple. And I was like, okay. And then when I did it, that's when I was like, oh my gosh, like this, I can't believe that I've been so against this for so long because like this is not a big deal at all. And at that point, you know. I hadn't been wrestling. i already retired from wrestling. So for me, it was more like I just looked at everything as a whole completely different. And one of the things for me and my journey with pro wrestling is um, the biggest heartbreak for me is I thought it was one thing and it ended up becoming another. And I'm glad I thought it was one thing. And I had that I had to, real like, find out the hard way what was really up with it and how it worked and everything. I'm glad because that made me make that decision to where I no longer cared about what people thought if they saw that I was back to custom wrestling. I no longer cared what I thought of myself going back to custom wrestling. Because the way I looked at it was it was honest. And I think last week, Jen and I were talking about it. It's honest. It is what it is. Like, someone submits a script, you make it happen, they get what they pay for. Now, if you're lazy or you do half-assed jobs, that's different. But, like, if you do, like, what's on the script or whatever, boom. And even though I don't do sessions, that's when the girls that do, it's like they – meet with these dudes they have their session it is what it is there's no hidden agenda the agendas are very straightforward and even though some of those agendas can be very fetishy even though sometimes those agendas can rub me the wrong way into thinking like I'm not comfortable with it It's still straightforward, and I can respect that, versus sugarcoating something, putting something in a package, all neat and pretty, pretending it's something that it's not, and then, like, opening it up and realize, like, it's just freaking an empty box. That's how I feel about pro wrestling, is that it's just an empty box. Now, I'm not dogging on pro wrestling. I'm just saying, like, for what I thought it was, it ended up just being an empty box. But it's okay because I have my own box from wrestling that I collectively have put a bunch of stuff in. If you if you want to look at like that like at these metaphor I'm putting out there, I have my own box, damn it. <laughs> I got my own box. But that's kind of, I kinda of felt tricked, if that makes sense. Like I felt like the world of wrestling tricked me and into thinking it just was something else. And Again, that's why I was able to be like, dude, I totally respect this because it is what it is. And honestly, at that shoot with Alan Parker, um, I believe Jen Thomas and I think Desi Dorada was at that one. And I just remember they're going over the script and a couple of things popped up that they weren't comfortable with. And they were like, oh, we're not doing that anyway. And then they kept going. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, like you can do that? Because up until then, I thought you just, if they pay for it, you have to do it, It kind of going back to that I was censoring myself and I didn't really need to, you know what I mean and then when I got mixed up with Modest Moms Wrestling shout out to Ashley Hamilton over there or Alexandria Hamilton over there at Modest Moms and um, Megan Jones, oh my gosh those two Alexandria Hamilton Megan Jones once my life aligned with those two women, that's when everything just changed for me. Everything. And that's when everything, just the missing pieces all just came together. And that's when maybe going back to custom wrestling was... it was I got my validation that I made the right choice. That I'm supposed to be doing this fantasy fetish wrestling. And I know there's a lot of people who whisper and they have their little opinion about me doing it, but it's like I'm taking control back. And specifically, Modest Longs Wrestling and Megan Jones really gave me that confirmation that you can do whatever you want on your terms and you can make money and live the life that you want. You can make it happen. It's all about you making it happen. And I just love that mentality. They practice what they preach. I was just gravitating towards them in such a huge way and continue to I can't wait to go back to Modus It's coming very soon. Just stay tuned for, um, if you're not following Modern wrestling, you should, because you never know when they're going to pop up and say, hey, Shelly's coming back, bitches. But um, before I go further, I'm just going to take a quick little break, get a sip of water and whatnot. And when we come back, I'm going to talk more about um, my thoughts, feelings, and emotions about custom wrestling, the fetish world, and session.
4: and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today.
2: VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOCNation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. Wakey,
4: wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after right here on the VOCNation Radio Network, Brady Hicks, and...
0: Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock your Standard Time on the VOC Nation.
4: Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com.
0: The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide.
2: VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Rednick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Kito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger, Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more.
0: the worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
3: Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. I'm talking about customs and sessions and all that good stuff. And it's kind of going along with, I mean, I've talked about it on and off a lot here on Shelly Live, because it's a part of my life now, you know. It's huge. It's a huge part of my life now. And if you like to hear some other people chime in on it, you should definitely check out my uh, episode, Shelly Life episode with Francine. And I did one last week with Jen Thomas. Both conversations are freaking awesome. You get a little insight on each of those lovely ladies and who they are, what they're about, what they've always been about, and they talk about their experience in the world customs and all that good
2: stuff. So I think
3: Especially, like, for those of you who are uh, fans of Francine, you know, um, I know a lot of you are fans of the Queen from, you know, ECW days and all that. But I feel our conversation was really cool in hearing more about um, just her energy behind it all. And then, you know, Francine's one of my number one supporters, she's always been somebody that offers me so much awesome advice. You know, she's been there for me for so freaking much. Like, I just can't. And something that is amazing is that Francine, she just sets a good example of, like, a lot of the traits that I want in myself. And when I was busy judging myself for the custom and things like that, she was the first one to be like, who cares? (laughs) Who cares? You know what I mean? And it's true, but we have to learn. We can say who cares all day long, but we have to, like, have our own journey to finally get there. So it's really cool because I felt like, Francine's example to me, it's like, she's ahead of me in life, right? Like, she was involved in wrestling before I was. She had her, um, you know, making her mark in wrestling before I did. Um, she taught me a lot about the ins and outs, about being on the road, because she had done it before I did. The ins and outs of the convention world. The ins and outs of the custom world. Um, you know, she used to have a website, too, back in the day. And, um, it's just one of those things where Francine has just always been that person where she was awesome for me to go to because she knew exactly what I was going after, what I wanted, or what I was going through because she had firsthand experience, you know. Whereas I've had other friends who maybe have some of the same traits, but maybe they haven't exactly been in the same situations or being put in the same circumstances that I had and Francine it's like oh my gosh like when she would just tell me certain stories like this is like you're telling me what I'm going through right now you know and I really feel that it would have been such a rough a rougher ride for me in the world of professional wrestling had I not had Francine so there you have it she's going to be coming back here on Shelly Lime very very soon um, not only was she here on Shelly Live, um, she's my second guest, but um, we also did a collab. And if you are part of my secret society, shellysecretsociety.com, or if you're one of her patrons, I believe it's ECW Francine Podcast. I'll link everything when I do a blog on today's uh, show. But um, we did a little collab. It was so much fun for summer. Like we had our bikinis on, and we just, like, Shoot the poop and um, poop shoot, you know, <clears throat> and it was really awesome, so I look forward to doing more stuff like that for her as well, especially because, you know, it's cool that we're able to do collabs and give some of our, um, our subs to whether it be, you know, at my site or to her Patreon or to my OnlyFans or whatever, her OnlyFans, she has her OnlyFans as well, um, it's just really cool to give those little extras to our fans that are a part of, like, one of our sites, you know what I mean? Like, no offense to people who aren't, appreciate you so, so much, don't get me wrong. But um, <clears throat> when people pay their hard-earned money, you just want to make sure you hook them up right, you know? You got you to gotta hook them up proper, Instead so that's what we're trying to do over here, we collab. So speaking of collabs, um, one of the things that I've said over and over again is that whether it was before my first time around or it was this time around, I really connect more with girls from the custom wrestling world or the fetish world. And I think a lot of what it has to do with is a lot of girls in the pro wrestling, even if they like me and they say totally nice things about me, they just don't respect me as a wrestler. And for whatever reason they feel that way, whatever but that's just the case and I feel that a lot of these custom and fetish models that I work with and have become friends with I feel like a lot of them appreciate what I bring to the table and it helps them feed off of it therefore we end up working really well together and that's how I felt it should have been a lot of times in pro wrestling but for me I'm not sure why. That's why I get all jealous when I see these girls be all BFF and having these awesome matches and all of this. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> like, I want to play, but it's okay. I'm playing now, and, like, I am more happy playing now with these gals than, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to say like I did before, but that's not true, especially when I had people who were, like, not just my friends and my little buddies. And I really have some the awesome matches, like I talked about before, with what I am, Adano, Tamara um, You know, these people who were in my personal life, and to wrestle them, it was so much freaking fun. You know, it it just took it to a different level. So I'm not taking away from those. Those are those are very specific situations because there's some people that I was really really cool with, but I wasn't as tight with them like I was with Mariah Moreno and Amber O'Neill. That's just what's up. Like I just really got close with both of them. Um, <clears throat> and so that just turns things, kicks things up many levels human and being. But that's the same vibe that I get with them. Like that's how I feel with these girls in the custom world and sessions and all that, that world. I just feel like those girls they don't judge me. And I feel the real big reason why they don't is because they also get judged the way I've been judged, you know, because of what's the kind of content that's out there. I get it. So a lot of people, it's freaking weird that people have, like, a foot fetish, you know? I get that. But they do. And me and my homegirls are there to uh, (laughs) give the supply to that demand, you know? Excuse me. So... I, I feel that's truly where it comes from. And I'm not saying that there's girls in the custom world or the session world or, um, you know, that whole world, that fetish world, that aren't bitches, that's just going to come anywhere. I'm just saying that generally speaking, and the ones that I choose to work with. And that's the other thing, too, is like <clears throat> going back to the custom world this time around, not only did it help supplement my income, my income, and allow me to be around these women who are the kind of gal I want to collab with. But it also opens up that, that first vision I had with the wider alcohol. that I wanted to have this online catalog of different videos, not just one genre, but a whole bunch of different fun, just cheeky, cheesy, back in the day vibes kind of videos and sell them. You know. So to me, it's like this time around. It gave me so much more. And I feel that's why I just want to share that work so much with everybody because, as Jenny and I discussed last week, it's very underground, it's very not known. And I just want to share that along with people. So, if all goes well this week, next week, I'm going to have another guest. She is a custom and Spanish model. That's my wrestler model. Uh, she's somebody who definitely helped me out a lot when she can ask me, especially when I'm used to people not wanting to give advice, you know, even though I've had Francine for so long. I appreciate her more and more and more in life because the more people let me down, <laughs> the more uh, I realize Francine's just a complete gem. So I'm like, yeah, she is the queen. She is the queen. And I just love her so much. But this other gal, you know, I'm not gonna say so yet. I will this weekend we're supposed to record the interview. So when we record the interview, I'm this thing on um, for my secret society of my only fans and that's when I will let you guys know. But just know that I'm getting more girls in that world because I I have my experiences and I feel that my experiences are very vanilla <laughs> compared to my amigas, and I think there's some. There, I know that there's some awesome story there because when I'm sitting there and they're telling these stories, I'm just like, this is like a movie. Like, why do not more people know about this? And what's really cool is when I started when I would talk to my homegirls. And then they started to the say things like, I wish somebody would do a, like share, do a podcast or something about all this. And that's smells like, hmm, does that mean that you would be a guest? And this is before I even thought of coming back to the Asian Nation. This is just something like like for the last like year now, um, girls have been mentioning that to me. They're like, you should do it. You can podcast these stuff. You should do it. And I just was trying to think about so much, and trying to get in my groove, you on the thing. A steel band. Last week was really good. Last week was like my most efficient week I've had in a really long time. I'm trying to do the same thing this week, because it's been kind of hard because of my health issues. But whatever. So stay tuned for that, people. And that's why I wanted to continue this discussion. Give you guys a little reminder about because I think it was a little while ago when I talked about um, like the falling outs I had and. Um, you know, how it kind of all came back together. So I wanted this show today to be just more about the little, like, preparing me for what I really want to dive into because this is definitely going to be, like, a series, like, not every single week, but a series nonetheless because these girls have a story, and their story is so amazing just like these women are. And I just really feel passionate to – share that because I know most of you people that are listening are fans of professional wrestling that's why you're here that's why you even know who I am you know and I just feel that you guys would find it super interesting and maybe some people listening that don't understand it they do have some like, judgment towards it hopefully like you don't have to agree with it but at least see where people are coming from and why they do it and how do you feel about doing it, things like that, you know. I don't know. Maybe not. Huh? Maybe you guys don't care at all. But who cares? I'm gonna force you guys to, listen to me reveal the session slash custom slash fetish world. What do you guys think about that? And um, kind of yeah, I'm getting so stuffed up here everyone. <coughs> And real attractive there, Shelly Martinez, bringing it to you. The only way I know how. So, let's talk about Bruce Wart real quick. Here from VLC Nation, good old Bruce. Now, Bruce, I have always liked Bruce a lot, like a lot. He's always been super cool. I've always had really positive interactions with him. And um, throughout the years, it's been really cool just getting to know him, um, you know, connecting. And here's the thing. There was times, I don't even think he knows it, when there was a time in my life where I wasn't going through the best time in my life. Uh, It was when my grandma passed away around then. And... I was going through all that. I wasn't really making the best decisions in life, if you know what I'm saying. Like, not that, like, I was, it was so bad. I was just, like, losing my grandma was really, I mean, to this day, I'm still not over it. It was just her birthday on Sunday, by the way. And I don't know. It's just one of those things where during that time, I think I was just so scared about certain aspects of my life that I was settling and not elevating to be the best Shelly it can be. And that happened, you know, sometimes when, sometimes when it's just like, you're going through it, you know, sometimes you just vibrate low and, you're around people who vibrate low well that's when Bruce was around and I just remember there were some times that I was such a sad girl I was with a dude that like, I actually really been with and I was just my grandma was dying she hadn't passed away yet and I remember I just felt so sad and empty and I was at some convention somewhere in Jersey or somewhere over there and I just remember just smiling. I was like, we were really taking pictures. I had my DOC Nation shirt on, looking very tanny, by the way. And even though, like, I didn't sit there and talk about what was wrong with me or whatever, because I didn't even know what was wrong with me. I was just trying to push through, you know what I saying? Uh, I wasn't even realizing that I was, like, in a bad place. I just knew I wanted to feel
1: better about it.
3: So it was more about just the kindness. Of that he was showing me and just like goofing around laughing and that just meant so much to me at that time you know so there's that let's just throw that out there so not too long ago it was shortly uh, before I decided I wanted to come back to DOC Nation uh, I was on the show and I was plugging the different stuff I was doing and that's when I was um, having my secret society Patreon um, putting over my YouTube um, my social media and then bruce goes it's too many links <laughs> it's too many links and i was like is it because the way i kind of look at it and i talked about this before the way i kind of look at it is like okay if i wasn't a full-time content creator and i was just being a model actress and people were just hiring me for these different web shows or podcasts or youtube channels My audience would go and watch at said platform. So the fact that I have all these different links to different platforms, but they're mine, I felt like, what's the big deal? But then I was like, you know, I started catching myself, like, let's say when I'm doing my Shelly TV, which is my live stream idea. Sometimes I'll say Shelly live, because, like, I've got so much going on, right? And so... I thought to myself, you know what, Bruce was right. So, Bruce, if you hear this, you're right. It's too many weeks. So what I went ahead and did is I started to boost up ShellyMartiners.net. And what I'm going to be doing now, um, I'm probably going to be doing it every Wednesday. So on Wednesdays, I'm going to post on there the Shelly Live um, archive. So if you didn't catch the show live, you can um, listen to it. And it's embedded from, like, VOC Nation, so it's the same thing. And I'm going to write a little blog on it, like, my thoughts were on the show or whatever. And um, you can revisit all of the episodes. So if you go to shellymartinez.net, if you like to go to the full link, Forward Shelly Live, that'll take you to all. I, I worked hard this weekend. I put together all of the episodes that I've done so far here on the station for Shelly while I'm on there. Now I still work in progress because like, I know generally what some of them are about, but I forgot about the little details of what I've said in them. So what I'm going to do slowly, but surely is go and re-listen to some of them, all of them. And I'm going to do a little blog that. so that's why I keep saying I'll put these links in my blog tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And the way that I, uh, entered them into my site is I put the actual date, like I published the date and then I um, altered it to look like the date of the show, so then it's all in order. To you miss any of my shows or maybe you're just like, oh yeah, I forgot about that, you should go over there, go so ShellyMartinez.net, click on podcast, Shelly Live, it's there. And my other podcast, The Wake and Bake Morning Show is coming back very soon, so stay tuned for that. But um, yeah, that that whole thing came from Bruce was right. (laughs) And then this whole thing with, like, my society and my OnlyFans, I'm just like, dude, I should just start putting all of the teasers on there and just forward everybody so there's not all these links, because it's true. It's so true. (sighs) But I'm okay with saying that Bruce was right. I don't know. So, um, I'm going to be getting off here, <laughs> but if you want to give me a call, it's time for the five-minute shout-out, what does that mean? That means for the next five minutes, go ahead and give me a call, and I will answer your call, and you can say whatever the hell you want, and I will reply, and that number is 657 383 Again, 657 383 here goes, Jake. I'll give you guys a second to call into that. We have a call on hold. I'll get to you in one second. While I'm waiting to see if anyone else wants to call, um, let's go ahead and talk about all those links, shall we? <laughs> if you would like to find some sexy content that gets posted on the daily and be a part of the sexy live stream every week, you should head over to my OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com, forward Shelly Martinez. And if you would like to full-on Shelly Martinez experience, you are a die-hard Shelly Martinez fan, think you should be a part of my secret society, go ahead and head over to ShellySecretSociety.com. What's the difference between the two? Well, I'll tell you. So my only fan is every day there's an update. Um, it's very straightforward. I don't do much blogging over there. I just kind of post those stuff. Maybe I'll write a few sentences, whatever. And, um, you know, lots of sexy content. And that's for $10 a month. And then I have, on usually Sunday nights, a live stream. And typically, I let everyone vote if I wear lingerie, a bikini, or sexy costume, or sexy house clothes. Which, let me tell you, all my house clothes are sexy. So there you have it. Whereas my secret society, that's where you're going to get not only sexy content, but you're going to get, here's what you get. On Mondays, you get a Model Monday gallery. Sometimes I make it a Model Monday video, depends. On Tuesdays, you get a sexy, selfie Tuesday gallery. On Wednesdays, that's typically when I post my um, Weekly Rewind, which is the archive of my Secret Society Snapchat story. And then um, Thursdays, sometimes um, I post, sometimes I don't. And then Friday, I post my sexy Friday update, which is either a photo set or a sexy video and then during the weekends I always try to leave a voice message to my fight club, which is my higher, um, exclusive Super society membership. There's only 10 spots on that. And right now I think there's only like four or five available. And, um, so I do that. So you get a lot. Oh, and I do, um, different blogs, uh, secret society blogs on there, extended, um, try on. And I do have a monthly, um, live stream as well so there's that and then shelly live that is my pretty much my live stream or if you you know what you can look at it is shelly's secret society light kind of thing see on there i have on fridays we have live stream the we really people have their video chat on mondays is a manic monday video which is just like a little vlog or update and then i just post like you know what's going on my youtube channel whatever so like i said it's kind of like a the Society of and that's totally free, so you should go over there, and the pay-per-view um, content that I have available on my premium-only fans, I also post um, via messenger on Shelley Live. so com. and then of course, there's my YouTube. <laughs> Bruce was right! There's my YouTube. YouTube.com for Shelly Martinez channel. I also have a new blog channel. I need to get some more subs, so I can rename it. But um, as as Bruce mentioned, I will be. Uh, if you go on my site now, the Shelly Live and the YouTube is already connected. So just ShellyMartinez.net. Just go there. I'm working on it. Hopefully next week when I come back, I won't have to sit here and go through all these obstacles. You know, like, oh, Shelly Martinez, That's it. All right.
1: Well, it looks like we only have one caller today, so let's get to it, shall we? Where you, 208, where you, what's
3: your name and where are you from? Uh, It's me, Malcolm Shelley. Um. Hey, Malcolm, how
1: are you, how's it going? Um, It's going good. I'm in Idaho. It's kind of different. <laughs> um, you were talking about some web models. I used to go to these shows in Los Angeles and went out in Lakewood it was December 2000, and I met ladies like Dita Von Teese and Stacey Burke and Roxanne Gala, and they were all nice to me. You know, you know Shelly, what really, really thrills me is that I take a nice picture with them, and I look at myself in the picture when I get it, you know, developed or put on a CD-ROM or something like that, and it just thrills me to death that I'm standing next to this beautiful lady you know, and and nothing even has to happen. It's just a real thrill for me. Like when when we took those pictures at the San Jose Toy Show back I think it was like uh, March or two thousand nine, I think or something like that, or summer two thousand nine, uh, with you. Uh it's just I look at those old pictures and I say, Man, I, I'm a lucky guy. I get to meet all these beautiful ladies. I've gone to the Hollywood, I've met so many beautiful ladies and it's just really it's just really a thrill that I'm just standing next to these beautiful ladies and these pictures I'm looking at, you know, and you're one of them, Shelly I mean, I, and I, I like I your, show. your show, but I'll tell you the truth. It's my brother that likes the lady wrestlers, you know, more than I do. I like um, Piper and Hogan and Savage. And I just talked to Paul, Paul Roma, Tony Capone put me on the phone with him today. Uh, he's running this new, organization him and Chaz Moretti on retro and he's on uh Chaz Moretti's on retro with Dr. John and uh, they're also on this show Sunday night we just talked to Kevin Sullivan the games master head of the varsity club and Andrew Anderson from um uh who is it uh the 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 wrestler with Mickey Rourke and Marissa Tomei and he's all he was also in Gotham and I told him I never watched Gotham before but it was you know, I watched his role in there, and I he did a real good job. And Shelly, I asked him to uh, sign my Batman 1966 poster, and Andrew says when he runs into me, he's going to do it. Um, but, Shelly, when I run into you um, and your boyfriend, uh, Metal Jesus, if you don't mind, if I take a picture, because I like to respect uh, a lady, lady's relationship. Could I kneel in front of the both of you and take a nice picture with you, that's what I want to do. I mean, I was raised in the church, and I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody, especially, you know, the ladies. I just don't. You know.
3: That's
1: how I feel. <laughs> um,
3: you can take a picture with me anytime. That's for darn sure. Um, shoot, I was going to ask you something. Then, <laughs> oh, well, now I remember. Oh, so the thing
1: oh, is, yeah, though, is Tony
3: Capone Um, Would
1: you like to be in in, NAWA? Because Tony Capone wanted me to uh, give you his number. You want to call him? uh, uh, Because we're going to have this big event in December down in Florida. He's going to fly me out there. He's paying for my airfare, and he's paying for my hotel while I'm staying down there. I mean, uh, he's a big fan of mine. This guy has a Screen Actors Guild card. You know how weird this feels? Shelley it feels like Twilight Zone. feels like Outer Limits, you know, kind of weird, you know, so – You know, because I'm just a soldier. I'm not an actor. I've never had an acting lesson in my life. And I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a big wrestling fan. But the thing I'm most proud of, Shelly, and I told Hulk Hogan this, and a lot of wrestlers, like Jim Duggan, I'm more proud that I'm a soldier. I was almost, you know, I was in the Army for almost 13 years, 12 years and nine months. That's what I'm most proud of. I'm still proud to be a wrestling fan and all that. But I'm more proud to be a soldier. And, um, you know, talking to... The wrestlers and, and ladies like you, it's a real honor. I just want to tell you that. So.
3: Well, you know what's crazy is when you said right now that um, it's like the twilight zone. I actually, earlier today when I was doing my cardio, I kind of had the same kind of feeling, Malcolm. Like the vibe that I was feeling is like, okay, I was doing my cardio, so it's kind of like whatever, and today, I was just listening to music, because sometimes I'll watch something, like, you know, kind of pass the time, but today, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, like, let my music take me wherever, so I was kind of, like, lost in the music, and then I started, like, reminiscing over different times, like, in WWE and TNA, and then I started, like, thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I was a wrestler, like, I worked at those companies and like I remember, like, I almost like flashed back to being like backstage and I was like, you know what? And I feel like when I was living it, I was like too busy living it. I wasn't appreciating it in the moment kind of thing. Like, it was this like survival mode. So, like, when I was looking back, I was like, it's so cool that I was like this wrestler. Like, that's so crazy. And Megan Jones as I talked about earlier I had a conversation with her and she broke it down to me about how that what I did in wrestling that is for me that's mine just like everything you just said right now like you being a soldier that's yours no one can take that but because um, even though you're not in wrestling and all this that you show respect to everybody it's like life gives you that karma back so people do want to talk to you and they are interested in what you have to say and that's what puts you in that twilight zone when really it's just like I feel do good yeah. and good will come you
1: you know would you like Tony Capone's number would you like to wrestle down in the NAWA because I can text it to you if you want me to um
3: No, it's okay. I have no, I have zero interest in wrestling.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're like Jesse Ventura. When uh, Hollywood called, you hung up your, uh, your wrestling boots and your tights, right? Uh, uh, Shelly, I want to tell you a funny story that happened
3: to me. A funny story (laughs) Hold on real quick. It's when Shelly called, like, that's the thing is like, I feel this way because if I were to like, let's say I did that. All right. So that means I have to leave my house. I have to be away from Fred Mertz, who, who knows how much longer he's going to be here. Like, I, I, these are the things I care about. And people probably think, oh, my gosh, are you serious? And it's like, no, dude. Like, I it, it takes a lot for me to leave what I've built for myself because it's mine. It's mine, damn it. It's mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, Shelly, I want to tell you a funny story that happened to me today. I was doing my laundry here in Pocatello at Spider Laundry, and I w- you know, I was uh, putting all my clothes in the washer, and at the top there's this little flap, and it tells you, you know, which little compartment to put the, the detergent in, put the softener, the bleach. Well, I was looking at it, and I didn't realize I was looking at it like at a mirror. Everything is reversed. So I was putting the laundry soap in the top where it, it says the top, but it actually was the bottom if you if fold it down. So my my laundry detergent was just sitting there, and it wasn't. You know, I thought the washing machine was broken, and then and then when the, it was time for the fabric to come in, the laundry soap started moving. You know, it started going. You know, mixing in. And my laundry still got done, but it was really weird the way it happened. I mean, it was it was like, it was really funny. I mean, I was telling a lot of people about it. But, um, you
2: know,
1: Shelly, uh, I I have one request from you. I met Hulk Hogan in, in Orlando, and I got three pictures with him and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall uh, as an NWO thing, October 27, 2018. And that was a dream come true for me. I even got three pictures with Easy e Eric Bischoff, and like six or seven with Jimmy Hart the first day on Friday, 26th. But my brother, his dream is to meet Alexa Bliss. He follows her stories, uh, and he even follows her stories of her pig, Larry Steve. Uh, all that He eats carrots, and he's got his own TV in his room, and Mike just cracks me up, and if if anybody can make this possible, because I'm going to ask everybody at the NAWA, I want Mike to have a chance to meet Alexa Bliss. I want his dream to come true, um, if if it's possible. Because when I got my picture, was I you. No, I'm not asking you to do it. I'm just asking if you can talk to people about it. That's all I'm asking. That's I I believe that I everybody's dream should come true. We it, you know. That's how I feel. So. And well, else, here's Shelly, the thing.
3: No, none of those people talk to me. So No one talks to me except so Francine, so can't help you there, buddy. You. <laughs> Francine's like the only person at this time of day. Everyone else just goes, who's that? Or they go, oh, no.
1: <laughs> well, I can't wait to see you again. I mean, I can't wait to – I want you to sign my Batman poster. I'm bringing it with you when I find out you're somewhere. Uh, I want you to sign that because, like I said, you weren't on the Batman TV show, but just about everybody from the Batman TV show is either dead or, you know, um, maybe Burt Ward and Julie Newmar are the only two left, but, you know, uh, if and Lee Merriweather, I forgot her. But, you know, who's going to know if you sign it? I mean, you, you maybe when you were around, you could have been on the show. I mean, like I said, you could have been Julie Newmar or Eartha Kitt, a uh, hench girl on there, oh, you know, that's how I feel.
3: You never know. But here's the thing. If you're ever in the area, you let me know, and we can meet up somewhere, and we can make that happen.
1: Yeah, if I meet up with you and Metal Jesus, I want to buy you guys dinner. But we're not going to McDonald's. I want to go to a nice restaurant. You guys pick it, okay?
3: Um, Malcolm, hello. Malcolm, you think I go to McDonald's, brother. I don't
1: go to McDonald's, brother. I want to do somebody different for you. Can I do somebody different for you, Shelly? Well, Shelly Martinez is one of the baddest WWE TNA superstar lady wrestlers on the planet. How am I bottom line? Because Stone Cold said so. Is that okay?
3: That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I well, you for- <laughs> Thank you for I calling in. I get- of- no.
1: January. You know, Steve Austin what was is that? awesome. I love you. <sighs>
3: I'm sorry,
1: you cut out. What would you say? I said Steve Austin. I got to talk to him. I met him and took a picture with him uh, at the CAC. It was April 2012, my second CAC show at the Gold Coast. And then uh, David Arquette, my brother was sick, and I was calling to see if he could pray for my brother. And he's doing a podcast with Steve Austin, and I, I, and I told Steve I liked him better than studying Steve Austin back in the WCW. Because he was in the war games, he battled Ricky Steamboat, Barry Windham, uh, Dustin Rhodes, Sting. You know, I told him I like that. And Steve goes, well, he goes, I can respect that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your call. It's a pleasure. And make sure to give me a call next week.
1: I will. Uh, God All bless right, you.
3: I you know. You, you too. Bye. Okay. All right, and now we have caller 304. What's your name and where are you from?
5: Uh, this is Brian from Parkersburg, West Virginia.
3: Big time Brian in the house.
5: Yes. Hey, Shelly, how are How's you? you?
3: Today? I'm doing
0: oh,
5: well. I'm just how chilling off? today. Off work, just chilling today, getting ready to order pizza. Just Ooh, got me a few cold brews. I'm just going to relax for the evening.
3: Ooh, I just want to call in and say hey. Today's talking oh, Tuesday, which I'm very excited about because then I, when I got some groceries sent to me this morning from Instacart, I definitely put in some wine. So I've been thinking about that wine all day.
5: <laughs> oh yeah, I just wanted to call in and say hey, I had the evening off, so I've been listening to the show. I just want to commend you on doing such a good job the last two years. I've been part of the secret society with everything that, you know, I'm getting ready to join the new site after I get a few, a few things bills paid off, but. You always have some great, sexy content on there, Instagram, Twitter, everything, Secret Society. The live video chats are really, really fun. Just want to give you a special shout-out for doing such a great job. You do a big-time great job.
3: Yay. I love it so much. And thank you for the big-time shout-out. <laughs>
5: no problem, no problem. But in the All show, right, I, whenever I'm home, what, what,
3: what? Oh, I'm sorry, what did you say?
5: So whenever I'm home on Tuesdays, I try to tune into the show, the Shelly Live Show. Like I said this is the second Tuesday in a row I've been off, so I am able to tune into it, and listen to it. It's a really good show too. It's a really, good, really good job. Last week's was good with Jen Thomas. This week's is really good. So I really like all the topics she covered. And if I'm ever out in Cali, I want to hit you up and maybe I get a chance to meet you because I've my other favorite, of course, I've met her, Jess Gillian Hall, four or five times. I just she just did a virtual signing a couple days ago, so that was kind of cool. I bought a picture autograph picture off over to help her out so and I want you it's on my bucket list to meet you too so
3: well here's the thing you definitely should let me know because um, i if you remember, I tried to have a secret society meetup, and the reason why I was trying to do that was because one of my secret society members drew he was going to be in Southern California. So I was like, oh, my goodness. So there was a couple of fellas that live in Southern California that are part of the secret society. Unfortunately, they couldn't meet, but Drew did. And me, him, and Danielle hung out at Margaritaville at downtown uh, um, Universal City Walk. So you have to let me know, and I'll definitely meet. Me and Danielle will meet up with you.
5: That's awesome. That sounds like a good time. Heck, yeah. But I've never been to California, but I have been to Las Vegas, that's probably the, probably the closest to California I've been, but I'd like to go to Cali someday.
3: We'll see what happens, on uh, um, with life and whatever the future of this world is.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy world, so. But, yeah, you've been doing a, an awesome job. You always have been doing an awesome job. I think it's almost the two-year and mark anniversary where I joined the secret Society. I think it was October oh, of 2018, I believe, so.
3: Yay! Well, thank you Yay. so much for all your love and support. And um, give me a call next week if you can.
5: Uh, yeah, I should be able to. I do work next week, but I should be off by the time the show comes on. So.
3: Awesome, sounds, sounds like good. A plan. If not. It's okay. We'll get. You'll get to me when you can.
5: <laughs> yep. Have a great evening, you Big Time Rock. Thank you very much.
3: So do you, Big Time. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
5: Have a great night. Bye, bye.
3: All right, ladies and gents, that does it for this week's Shelly Live. I hope you guys had a fun time. I'll be back here next week, same that time, same bat channel with 99.9% social guests. <laughs> so stay tuned to that. Stay tuned to Twitter. That's where I do most of my social media-ing. And for everything else, just go to Shelly Martinez on it, as per Bruce's suggestion. <laughs> All right. Until then, I am Shelly from Kennedy, and I'll be smelling you later. Adios. Oops, adios.